and we're live. Uh, yeah. And we, well, see, we blew it. But I'll leave yeah. this one in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we blew it by well, having, a, have a, having a hiccup right at the beginning. But welcome to the show, Jack Devaney from the World Around You podcast. Uh, and William, you were saying that you wanted to start right away by saying something related to what we were talking about. Yeah, about, about videos uh, and audio that's, that just has like uh, names shoehorned in, right. sometimes, possibly smoke, spoken by a different actor, but certainly at a different time. Yes. Where it's really obvious. Well, we have the leading, Earth's leading proponent of that on the line right now, oh, Mr. Jack Devaney. Tickbiddy Dave. Yeah, <laughs> he reads his cameos out on his podcast. Yeah, what, I mean it's kind of like that as a concept that it it could go either way, but it absolutely saves. I wasn't it. sure it'd be shit because I thought if people it could are just be shit. happy birthday, Steve. I hope your birthday goes well, you know, and all that, and then I start rambling and that. But by changing, you know, the name to Tig Biddy Dave or Gammy yeah. Sandra, Fat <laughs> Jane. <laughs> It helps, I think. Yeah. How like, glad you think that. This is what the, the great thing about it is that he, it took me a while to notice it, but every instance of him saying Tig Biddy Dave, which is a lot, is separately recorded to try and fit in with the tone of voice that he's using at that point in the video. It <laughs> fucking rules, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you noticed me. <laughs> no one else has noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> my, missus, my missus had to sit on the couch behind me while I was recording one of them last week when there's an ed- edit in it. And she was saying, why don't you just record Tigbiddy Dave once and Fat Sandra once and then just keep using it? No yeah. one's going to notice. And I was like, well, somebody has noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, that is very funny, and we were we're not gonna mention what got us talking about that. No, nope. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> we have reason not to do that. But let us move on to the meat of the discussion tonight. Where um, yeah. now, Jack, you uh, are, I'm told are a bit of an expert on this topic. I wouldn't go that far, but I like it. I like yeah. this sort of stuff. I like time travel and extra dimensional entities and body hopping and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you're, you're going to be a breath of fresh air for a certain segment of our audience. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? What, what's, what's your usual because sort there's of... A, there's a lot of people in our Telegram chat who are well into this kind of stuff. Right, right. Oh, buzzing me. They're going to enjoy yeah. World Around Jews podcast and they're going to enjoy yeah. half of the discussion on truth-seeking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking that I might be a little bit more in line with your co-host on that show then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's very much the voice of reason. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I figured me and William would do a bit of a. Of... Well, it's good because it sets up like a tension in the show where, like, you're the good guy and he's the evil spoil sport. Yes. But, like, where? Oh no! See, be... see, I I would say he's he's kind of the good guy. He's done miles for my mental health, mate. Right, yeah, do you know yeah, what it's yeah. like to right. actually have someone in your life who's going, Jack, no, there's not someone alive in the walls whispering <laughs> and telling you stuff like to have someone in your life that seems to actually care about them sort of thoughts is nice. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, but also it makes a good show because like, if you just always agree with each other about everything, it would be boring, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and it'll be over in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we managed to a let it drag it out. listen to it might like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah. the topic at hand, though, is um, I guess it's like two topics, really, because this this guy 
I guess the way we should talk about it is like this guy, Al Bielik, um, yeah. is a fanciful liar. <laughs> oh, do you think? Oh, you, there's no grounds for that, mate. You can't be calling the man a liar. You can't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> Well, he is two people, so I feel like maybe I, I can get away with uh, – maybe, you know what I'll say? Ed Cameron is a fanciful liar then. Yeah. What, <laughs> listen, what if – if you start the story of Al Bielik, is it Bielik? Bielik? I think it's Bielik. Bielik. I think it's Bielik. Okay. When you hear him say his own name, he says right. Bielik. Right. So Al Bielik. Because this is a, a, a story of like, he, he's a looper, basically, isn't he? Yes. He's been. Yeah, back- yeah, sort of, yeah. Because it's like, there's one bit in it where, because he's, he reckons he was on board, or like, his the previous, USS Eldridge. Yeah. He's on the, yeah. He was on board the USS Eldridge. Right. I mean, crazy name, crazy ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you not think? Do you not think? Do you not think the name's suspicious in and of itself, though, for something that without getting into it, it straight is, away, because it's very much like Eldritch. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is it actually? Because I only think of it as Eldritch because it's such an obvious thing. El, to call. El, well, it's hard in it's my El, accent. It's both Eldridge. Sound the same, but El, it's E L D R. Yeah, yeah, right, okay, yeah. yeah. Eldritch. Yeah. But I, I mean, like that's just points to me that it's a fictional yeah. it's like a fictional thing that occurred no oh, the world's full of coincidences mate yeah but anyway, well, it's not conspiracy theories isn't it it's coincidence theories no yeah. well yeah you're barking up the wrong tree we're very point yeah, we'll but... get there we'll get yeah. there scott we'll get there <laughs> i mean yeah what I, what well so i mean how do you even tell this at what point in this loop of time yeah do you start telling the stories there is a timeline start... on his website Right, because if you start telling the story the day he went to see the movie, The Philadelphia Experiment, and his memories suddenly started coming back. (laughs) Right, so, okay, the beginning of the story starts in, like, the 40s, and, like, yeah, I guess um, the, the, there was, like, this... Well, he was born in 1906, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when he was first born. Yeah, this is exactly the problem. Weirdly, weirdly, his first birthday, which was when he was, which isn't you know, most people's is a year after, isn't it? But he manages to get his first birthday on the moment he's born. Yeah, and it's and it's brilliant that the 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 guy who he like takes around everywhere with him to back him up and say, yeah, I was there too was born like a year later in 1907 like my dad check your bingo cards folks and uh, they they just happened to then both have got well they didn't just happen they both got reborn Let and me. and now even though that they well co- they were brothers they were supposed yeah. to be brothers who didn't quite know each other yeah but they mm. are and they still say they are brothers don't they even yeah, though they're then not. They ended up in different bodies. One of them ended up in yeah. a different body. <laughs> okay, so body. here we one have the... Them, one of them just wound up in the body of a nine-month-old boy. Right, well, yeah. th- let's not forget about the fact that um, he his soul was t- sucked out of him with a machine. Yeah. Um, and then it was injected into a nine-month-old baby. So, by the way, we co- at the same time, we have metaphysics... The spirit and and the uh, or the soul, I suppose, and we have yeah. a materialist explanation for how it's transferred as well. Yeah, and 
Oh, so on this timeline, you've got. So it doesn't leave you with any questions, then, does it? Everything's fully explained. <laughs> you've got. <laughs> you've got both Ed Cameron and Al Bielik alive. Alive at the, at the same, same time. time. Well, he went back nights. in time. You see, William. Yeah, on his own timeline, isn't it? Right, okay. So he already exists, and then he also exists in Al Bailey, but he, when he's Al Bailey, he's at a different age. He's right. like a 30-year-old 30, 30 man, is it? 28-year-old man right. uh, in a nine-month-old nine body with all the knowledge of a 30-year-old man. Right, I get you. You see, you, you've actually fitted it into your head. I I know some... I've like studied it, and I know a yeah. lot of the stuff about it, but... So this this nineteen eighty three. I also want to say off the really bat, I may get him mixed up with John Tito. Right, that's fine. It doesn't Just, matter. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is a disinfotainment show. Yeah. So, <laughs> leave your facts at the door. So. Um, no, no, I need, we, we know we need all the facts. So at uh, some point that this Cameron character is involved in the in so yeah, it's Ed and Duncan Cameron, the brothers. Right. And they jump. They no, ju- they, <laughs> so okay, what happens is they're, they're, well, Ed, they're Ed Cameron is like a scientist for the military, and he yeah. participates in something on the USS Eldridge called Project Rainbow, which is yeah. what apparently what they do is they use, I want to say, a electromagnetic fields basically yeah yeah but there was some specific by yeah tesla coils tesla coils that's what i was looking for but but they were conical shaped rather than cylindrical shaped and that's supposed to have some element of effect on okay force field and um they did this twice by the way and one the first time it actually only made the ship invisible and i think that was what they were trying to do yeah, uh, but they did that with no people on it, and then they said, "Well, we got to try it again with people on it," and yeah. then they did it again, and um, it phased out of existence and went yeah. two hundred miles into hyperspace. Into hyperspace, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, we all we all have seen Star Trek, so we know what that is. Well, I've, I've played uh, asteroids. Right. Okay. So yes. Well, in yeah. between levels, I understand you go you go into hyperspace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're on the same. Also, page there was then. a hyperspace button on the cabinet machines that that would just make it when you were, all the asteroids were closing right, in on you. Right. Right. You press the hyperspace button, and you just appear somewhere else randomly. Right. So I assume it works similar to that. <laughs> you yeah. press the button on the arcade cabinet, and uh, the poof, presto, um, you get the uh, the USS Eldridge goes to where was it? Fair Fairfax, Virginia. Um, I can't remember, but, but it's, it's mad that it's in Virginia because there's all sorts of mad shit in Virginia around there, isn't there? Like conspiracy wise, right, yeah. well, that's wise. where the that's where uh, Washington DC is, pretty much. So yeah, yeah it makes sense. Oh, okay. yeah, cool um, with the anti-Semitic. Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was thinking Mothman. Oh, that's West Virginia. Right. Oh, they're not the same thing. No, though. completely different. Oh, okay. well, they were up to a point. Yeah, it was over slavery. It was a whole thing. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyway, all the, all the poor whites went to live in West Virginia, didn't they? Yeah. Point. Well, they didn't want slaves there because that would be competitive com- competition in the labor market, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's why they were anti-slavery. Um, but uh, what's it called? Yeah. So um, and then th- I guess they phased back back to Philadelphia, and when they did, supposedly um, some of the guys had like no clipped into the walls. 
uh, and like like in a video game, like you know how sometimes like when you respawn, you'll be like inside some yeah. of the some of the the like terrain or whatever, and they were like actually physically in there supposedly. But yeah, it does predate the cool. idea of no clipping. So I mean, maybe there's yeah. some. They, I mean, it's not like they were like, oh yeah, they no clipped into the wall talking about video games. Or if they if were from Philadelphia, to- they would have been like, yo, he f- he no clipped into the wall, and it was yeah. like he was overboard. That's a cut his hands <laughs> off, dude. That's a cut one dude's hands off. They did. Supposedly, it's, it's, it's quite a sinister off. thing on there. It's one of his coast to coast interviews. Where he's talking about some guy fused into the wall, and he, he makes it sound like he strangled him or put him out of his misery, yeah. but without actually saying it. And you're like, oh, yeah. And oh. that makes it the way he spoke about that me to me sells it more because that, he's not bragging about it. He's not like, yeah, I killed him with my bare hands. He just he, alludes to it. Right. He's definitely got this amazing way of speaking as if it's all pretty boring. Like, I was just yeah, gonna say yeah. that I was gonna say so. The I will I will say one of the reasons that makes me feel like he's authentic is because he's not a particularly good public speaker. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, you know this, Scott. There's been events in this past week that have made me believe in it, but we'll come to that later. Uh, the so the but the, I oh, let me close. At some this. point, we can come back to this if we want. So they let these guys. So these two guys who were on the ship when that happened. Yes. Ed Ed Cameron and Duncan Cameron. Carry on going forward through time until they go and do it. No, they did it out in open water, didn't they, this time? Yeah, they jumped off the ship. And they got into a wormhole and and appeared at the apparatus that they had at Montauk Island in 1983, was it? I think they 19, went to the yeah, few. They went to twenty one thirty seven first, right? But and then, then but, they were and they were in the hospital in hospital, as you guys would say. Um, at uh, the, the in, guy they were working for in nineteen forty, whatever it was, was an old man waiting for them at the exit of the wormhole in nineteen eighty three when they came out of it. And this is the version that I heard. Al Bielik say himself they they came out of. They came out of the wormhole, got told this, this was there was a, a thirty foot monster running around the base or something. That, that was they, a little later. That was towards right. the end of Montauk, yeah. Yeah. The Montauk monster. But basically that they're like they had Yeah, so they had to that happened later, but in nineteen eighty three they sent them back to nineteen forty three to go back and smash all the equipment on the ship up. Right. Well, they had to just turn off the quantum, the quantum engine. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next time it happened, it was going to be it was going to be powering this monster in the future. Which the people who were running <laughs> Montauk made the monster themselves in order to be able to shut down Montauk. Almost, if you was to look at it yeah. from like really look at it from outside, it seems like somebody really trying to fix a paradox. Right. By creating like a, because if you imagine you've got a paradox where A has to happen to make B to C to D to happen, but D has to happen to make A happen. It's like trying to put a second paradox at C. So they've both got to happen in order for neither of them to happen. (laughs) Well, see, Jack, the big problem with my Uh, big problem with this whole thing is I don't believe in science. I think it's all believe in science. Yeah, I do. I think it's a dogma. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the thing. So when I see when I see stories about scientists going into a lab and figuring out how to do several things, I go, 
I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> figure they didn't. it out. That's aliens told them how to do it. <laughs> Partly, but also it was a mistake. The aliens didn't tell them how to do the time travel. That was later. How do you, that was how do you square, how do you square aliens, aliens with the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins? <laughs> uh, probably that there's some some semblance of uh, relation between the two. Okay. Maybe. I, I don't know. That's a theory. I, obviously, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I've always thought Jesus was probably, you know, he's a he's depiction an at least of a, a, well, I think of an extra dimensional entity of a creature that came from a separate dimension, just yeah. like Quetzalcoatl. I think Quetzalcoatl came from a separate dimension. I think Horus came from a separate dimension. But they, they say that, so Balik said that whatever you thought about while you were wired up to this machine or whatever it right, was. Right, right would just manifest itself. But I think they had to be like highly yeah. trained Philadelphia experiment. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Montauk. But they, they could train anybody, supposedly, they could train anybody to be able to do the psychic stuff for Montauk, yeah. whereas that wasn't the same for every psychic Oh, I forgot facility. about that. You had to be psychic, didn't you? And so the long Montauk, I... The, they could now, train Jack... you into that because it's using that alien throne, if you like, the, the alien... Um, there's like the... What's the fucking like a cockpit? It was like an alien cockpit you can plug yourself into psychically. Yeah, it's like right. a cyber deck that you jack into and then go, and then it like makes it like yeah, in the matrix yeah. and makes you it's think like whatever. A 3D, yeah, yeah, like a three D printer for reality. Right. Um, now, when you heard, I I assume you viewed the um the the Montauk documentary where they toured the grounds, right? No. Oh, you no, didn't see didn't. that? Okay. Well, it was no, no. Uh, I forget what the guy's... Oh, it's probably on here. Preston Nichols is the name of the guy. Yeah, that's his brother. Preston Nichols? I thought it was Duncan Cameron. Is it? Oh, it's so confusing, they're, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all interconnected, but I think well, Duncan he became Cameron was in that video with Preston Nichols because they did similar um, uh, circuits in the conspiracy world. So right, they right, became right. sort of connected in that way. So when you hear Preston Nichols talk with that atrocious Long Island accent, you didn't think yeah. that diminished any of his credibility. <laughs> <laughs> it all sounds the same to us, doesn't it, Jack? Yeah, yeah. I can detect. Yeah. I can detect where <laughs> the difference is. And he's like, so over here is the the uh, uh, you know where the the reality printer is. <laughs> that is a pretty good summation of how it sounded, to, at least to my ears. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole thing's. I mean, it's just too confused. I'm. I think I'm too stupid to understand it. Yeah, well, again, it goes into that, that sciencey area where I sort of yeah. my brain shuts off. Yeah, I mean, I guess they made a good living out of it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, long the, 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 and the, he did it as a job. Well, I don't think he made that much money out of it initially because if you look into Al Bailey's life, he was in like the sixties and seventies and early eighties. He was having to work a regular nine to five job. And then he was moonlighting. It says a lot of places yeah. say the word, use the word like moonlighting or just fucking yeah. working, like volunteering for the Montauk project. So, but you would think if you were working for like a, a, a governmental body that's giving like basically introducing the men in black to our timeline, yeah, yeah, 
you'd think they that'd be a paid position, wouldn't you? Right. Well, especially when they're talking about how much energy they're using and stuff and how they had like the secret deal with the state government. But then they were like, oh, no, we're, it's too much. So we're going to have to ask ask the chair for an unlimited energy supplying machine. <laughs> and oh, don't forget, it was, it was financed by it was financed by that train robbery. Oh yeah, the Nazi, the Nazi in. gold. Uh, yeah. yeah, supposedly. Yes, all well, of the so movie tropes that every American yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after after World War Two, like ten billion dollars worth of no, is this gold. no outside Not of the jack. of the of the story of of this? Where does that ten billion dollars of Nazi gold come from? Appear anywhere else in history? I I don't know, mate. mate. <laughs> So basically, General Patton, our hero, got killed over this. Okay. Did he? I he thought it was because through. he was going to come home and be the next president instead of... <laughs> instead well, it's, of the, uh, it's the official policy of this podcast. True. That it, him, investigate, him insisting on investigating that and the fact that it was the feds behind it was what... Because he was pissed off that like 40 GIs got killed mm-hmm. and the fucking war was over. And he was causing a stink about it, but it was basically the fucking OSS that had done it. And so they're like, fuck this guy, we're going to kill Patton. Is that a is that a fact? I don't remember that part that's of what, the... That's the conclusion we came to when we did the show about Patton. Yeah, I don't. I didn't remember the Nazi gold part at but, all, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, there was, it's, in the, it's in the Patton movie. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, so it's in a movie, you said, much like another part yeah. of this story. <laughs> cool. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> nice. I love how we're using movies. <laughs> yeah, but this movie hadn't come out when Bailey was saying that. It hadn't. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Phil, the Phil, I thought he, I, wait a minute. I, I, think, as I, recall, in, I think it's in Bill O'Reilly's book about Patton as well. Okay, fair enough. But I will say that Al Balick didn't know, said that the entire thing came to him while he was watching the movie, right? He did oh, say. No, 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 not all of it. A good <laughs> it? chunk of it. And yeah, then he basically, started from about when he went to, uh, was it 22, I've wrote it down here, 2137. Yeah. From there onwards, I think that was all Al. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, do you think, could you like could someone who's listening to this show in 2137 go and because I, I don't remember anything about the 2137 bit where did he go where was he he was in, in was hospital. hospital yeah in, in a, hospital in a very futuristic hospital getting healed by sound and light vibrations right whilst right. watching TV and the, well, all he had to say about the whole time really yeah. was that the only thing on telly that you could watch was the news right and he so also that said that him, um, chilling. Uh, that's chilling. <laughs> Imagine there being that much going on. Yeah. yeah, but there was only three hundred million people in the world as well. So how do you have that much news? That's like everybody's got their own channel. Well, news is not there because things are happening. News is there to control yeah, to program the you. Yeah. Um, oh, but still, with that many, with that few people, how has anyone got time to watch telly? True. Well, because robots do stuff. They. they the kills. No, the, the robots the weren't till later. The robots weren't there till twenty seven forty nine. Yeah, yeah. No there's for two. This, there's two futures. 
Yeah, yeah, because I was gonna say, but I was it the, uh, now, Jack? Was the was the computer future? Was that twenty one thirty seven or was that the the twenty seven? No, that was twenty twenty seven forty nine okay. to right, twenty seven yeah, yeah. fifty one. Where I think I think in that time he stayed there for two or three years, and I think he worked as a tour guide. Yes, I remember that detail as well. I just I thought it kind of funny that you know an immigrant would be a tour guide. Yeah, a time immigrant, a displaced human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He couldn't be more displaced. Yeah, imagine what, what, the imagine the balls on you, mate. I don't know. Can you imagine, imagine going to New York City? Let's say, let's say I was a Viking who time traveled to the year 2023, and I showed up in York and offered my services as a tour guide for the Jorvik exhibition. They'd snap my hand off, wouldn't they? They'd be like, "God, this is a real but, Viking." But from what I remember, though, well, that wasn't what was happening. Right. He was giving them like, "This is this is what this is now." Yeah, like, oh, you know, like right now okay. where you see like lots of foreign people following those little flags yeah. around city centres. He was one of the ones holding the flag, being what? like, "This is the city centre. This so is the bank." What date is this? Twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven. Let's say twenty-seven fifty. Let's put it bang in the middle of his holiday. Right. He okay, was there so for two years, supposedly. If you're listening to this in twenty in the early twenty-seven fifties, which could be, it's going to be on the internet forever. Go see if you can find out. Or if let's say it's twenty seven forty nine, you've got plenty of time to do the research, find out where he worked as a as a tour guide, and go and see if you can go on his tour. Then try and figure out time travel. Uh, come and make friends with no. me last year. Uh, <laughs> and I'll send you the link to this show and you can hop right on. See, the thing is, though, he's he, he's got you there as well because there's going to be a nuclear war in 2025. So I would imagine all the EMP blasts will wipe everything off of the databank. Oh, Good no. point. Yeah, we didn't kick out yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here I'm. I'm on. I'm on his. He's uh, actually a very well-educated man, so he could just be an an amazing writer, just a yeah. terrible orator. True. True. I um, think I like his. I like his style of oration. Well, it seems I, legit. I, him, I will like, say that it doesn't yeah, seem like it, like if he was like a really t- like uh what do you what's that guy's name uh, who has the big head, um, yeah. Tony, uh, the motivational guy, whatever. But um, if he was like a that kind of guy, like I would be like, okay, this guy's a flimflam man. He's trying to yeah. sell you something huge. Yeah. But when, <laughs> he's trying to shout at you to motivate you. <laughs> Come on! But um, what you this, need though, to do is jump in the sea. As if me or Jack would have ever seen a motivational speaker type guy. <laughs> I've never no, seen really him haven't. either. I just it's like a it's a cultural reference, I guess, more so American. Right, it's American. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what's it called? Um, anyway, so I'm on his website here, and uh, and it says here that um, and he, if, if you recall, he died in the early 2000s. But um, it says here, this is to the uh, the site runner, and he said that uh, he had corresponded with this commenter had corresponded with B- Balik, and he said that in two thousand and five that um, that there would be a flesh eating carnivorous alien attack, yeah. um, and uh, and he but he did predict that from two thousand and three to two thousand five we would have a war with George W. Bush as president, wow. so. Well, maybe that, yeah, but you've got to see that on the cards, though, aren't you? Really, like, true. That is, yeah, that's a pretty easy prediction. As well. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna. It's, the apple's not gonna fall too far, is it? No, that's yeah. a good point. So, oh, I, it's too confusing for me. I, I get a question. Where we lost? Go on. Where are we lost? 
Well, let's go I back did. to let's go back to the timeline. How about let's let's I actually like go through the just timeline. Trying to teach it to Will. Yeah, I, <laughs> and then we'll I thought I knew it. it at the end. I thought I knew it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my thing. I um I. But- I tried to enjoy it like sort of like as a fiction thing because I, I I've, obviously I've made no secret about it. I was I found this a little difficult to swallow, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, so I tried to just enjoy it like as like a fiction thing. But the thing with fiction is usually they have like they put like themes in it or like cultural reference points like that thing I was just trying to talk about that relates yeah. you can relate to as a reader or as a as a viewer or whatever and. I think f- for authenticity, um, Al Balik made this not have any of that stuff in it as to seem and or be more re- like sell it to you as a real thing. Yeah. And because of that, I'm I, I'm left to either decide to just credulously accept it as true, um, which tough one <laughs> yeah but, but um but but other than that it's just like i yeah i i mean it is pretty funny though i will say yeah, the entire I, I love this kind of thing like so basically my take on the whole thing was if this guy lived local to me and drank in the pub that's next door to my house <laughs> i'd never be out of the pub i'd just be sitting <laughs> in there waiting for him to come in because like this I love the way this guy tells a story. It's absolute straight face. Fucking, it rules. It's like my wooden spoon story, but it's just like, literally made his life out of it. He actually says he invented the wooden spoon himself. He went back in time. He's his own dad. And I mean, he doesn't actually say he's his own dad, does he? But it's kind of, he almost could have been his own dad. Yeah. But in a, was it, it he got implanted into? No, that's his brother Duncan. No, they got his dad to fuck his mum again or something, didn't they? Yes. No, that's, that's Back to the Future. <laughs> no, he became <laughs> his own dad. Yes, that is Back Going to the Future. Going on about cultural references. I think I've seen this one before, also. Yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen a few like this. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's he, in the thing. I don't I, know about the end. In the thing I listened to, he said that the. I'm not sure if it was him or his mate. I think it was him. Because his dad was something, the the dad of the original 1906 guy. Yes, Alex was, Alexander. Yeah, he Cameron. was some kind of highfalutin guy, and they went back in time and says, "Oh, mate, you got you got to knock, you got to knock another woman up or knock the missus up again because you need to have another son. We've got to put your old son's soul into it or or whatever it is." That so explains he, why he was having so many kids, though, doesn't it? Yeah, his dad because his dad was his dad was having it off with loads of different women. Apparently, he says Lovely. that himself. Right. Yeah, his dad was all over the place, slipping one up everyone that would let him. This might explain, but but that's his the dad of this guy who was born in nineteen oh six, wasn't it? Uh, no, well, uh, oh, is it the actual... that's the dad of Al. No, the so, so that's the nineteen twenties dad. 19, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dad of the nineteen twenties born. Which I think adds a bit of credence because it might be like, well, we need yeah. to make sure this guy has lots of kids because we can use his sperm as yeah. a means of like locking on through oh, time. I, there's one thing about this I can explain. You know why the the, yeah. the people got a, got this one part of it I understand. The reason why people got enmeshed in the ship and stuff Go when on. they made it disappear with people on it for the first time, it was fine with no people on, but with people on, 
It's because everything has an anchor point in time, and the ship, when they make that disappear, it's all one anchor point in time, so it all appears just right. But every person, the moment they're conceived, by the way, pro-choice fucking retards, <laughs> the, the moment they're conceived creates an anchor point in time and because they've all got different temporal anchor points they all will re-manifest out of hyperspace in slightly out of kilter positions from each other and that's why you can end up just manifesting right in the middle of the boiler of the ship when you were standing on the poop deck when it disappeared do you know when you hear it explained like that scott how can you deny it <laughs> true <laughs> It sounds a little sciencey for me, though. <laughs> you think it's too, it sounds too legit? Yeah, I think a little bit too much thought. You know what it is? It doesn't pass my test, which is yeah. it doesn't sound right, and I don't like the sound of it. Yeah, that see, see that's 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 kind of my test. My test for stuff like this is. Do I like that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I yes, don't like this real. one. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. Is, this is a, a talk about themes on the show. Yeah. That is a theme of this show. Basically, we will cert anything we, we like the sound of. Yeah. We will certify as true. Right. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait. It also has to sound right. Yeah. William, there's two things. We can't just <laughs> like the sound of it. We also have to think it sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you not think you're saying there's a lack of like pop culture and there's a lack of sexing it up and that. Yeah. Do you not think though if you got thrown through time like what is it like 800 years pretty much in in total and back again and he yeah. also went to 100,000 BC and then he went to the year 6000 and something I think 6036 eventually. Yeah. You got enough on. I wouldn't be thinking about getting me end away. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want you know to give mean? me like, give me like a little bit of um a little bit of Bible symbolism maybe give me a little bit of you know maybe some Greek mythology in there come on something <laughs> I lo- I just love the fact that he crafted it so skillfully for a conspiracy audience that that like the the anchor point for time is the moment of conception right so yeah all, all these like uh, Rust Belt you know. Beer swilling, pot belly, yeah, mill work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I told you so. (laughs) Well, building on that a little bit and going off what you were saying before, Scott, I think that is the way that it's used. Is say you're saying there it's used for the pro choice thing and anti choice and that for abortion. I think there's elements in it where it's used to introduce concepts and ideas to the fringes. Yeah. Because there's a, a big chunk about it is to do with global warming, little warnings for global warming right. and rising tides. So, so, I mean, this is not to step on Scott here, but that's basically your take, isn't it? It's some kind of predictive programming. Well, I mean, it, you didn't say predictive programming, did you? You, you, I'm not. Don't want to speak for you, Scott, but you were saying you think it's misinformation there to muddy the waters. Yes, I do. Yeah, um, that is part of the other thing. Is I but think it can also be predictive programming. That, that they could, but they're both very commonly the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's fud kind of um, as far as because I mean, like there are like really fucked up mind control and uh, you know kid kidnapping and uh, all kinds of like horrible stuff that the cia and stuff do do 
And then when you focus on a monster that came out of a chair that people think about, <laughs> it kind of diminishes a little bit. So specifically, this is one thing. I w- could you, Jack? What what was um, the Phoenix pro project? The Phoenix project was something to do with the start of Montauk, I think, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was kind I, it was, of what yeah, branched, right, it yeah. branched. It helps to branch Al Balik's story to like Nichols, I think. It's that little bit of in betweeny, but I can't quite. It was, I think it was the astral projection stuff, the stuff that almost led on to, if you like, the men who stare at goats concept of right, right. psychic assassins, but I think it was. I think Phoenix was the psychic spying, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, it's not, it's not the Phoenix. It's program, in that realm, right? Yeah, the, there's the Phoenix program too, which is in Vietnam, which was like the like the tortured CIA. People, yeah, they shit. tortured people into getting them to stop oh. supporting the 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 Viet Cong and stuff and, and they enough. also yeah. used mind control too that's the other thing they yeah. use mind control they techniques. also introduced vampires wait there's like, vampires they used, yeah yeah so they they learn about some of the myths of the area right, and yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. was in Vietnam oh, right. that's yeah, yeah. And then, for sure yeah, yeah. And then they took, they made, took recording equipment and hid it, and then would also dig tiger traps that would kill their own people, like, right. as in would kill American soldiers with, you know, the fucking big spikes underneath, uh-huh. but also yeah. around that, then drag the bodies and bleed them, but suck them bodies dry, so that the the people in who lived there would believe that oh these have been killed by us yeah, and look something drank their blood. Yeah, yeah. They were just the Americans were just sacrificing their own whilst also pumping them full of acid. Yeah, and burning them all to death. Yeah, was bad, isn't it? But that's what I mean. Yeah. But that's, so yeah, so you know all about it then. But that's what I mean when you put when I you didn't type the name. Yeah. yeah, but it's the same. It's the same thing, dude. Like it's so. But that's what I mean. So when you type in the Phoenix, say you, I, it, it was the Phoenix program. Is that is that Vietnam shit? So. Yeah. When you type in, say you accidentally type in the Phoenix Project looking for that, and you go, oh, this must be it, this mind control thing with this alien oh, technology. That's a good point. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, but though I think that that's why Stranger Things was made. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truths to the Montauk Project. I think up until the monster being created is true. I don't know if I believe the monster was created by someone's mind. I think that yeah. they used a machine, probably similar to that thing that they built underneath Switzerland, and it probably yeah. tore oh, a yeah, rip CERN. in space-time. That's one of the, the things doom, as well. That the Al doom Balik, device. <laughs> yeah, one of the things Al Balik constantly warned against was that they managed to tear what's known as space-time. And they were like, we, he's like, we don't know what how to fix it. There is a rift. We can yeah. prove there's a rift. We can prove that there's a rift now because of all the psychic ability that we've been able to train people to be able to do and that they can do it effectively and they can everything. And the other people that have come forward about, not like the psychics who you meet down at like a fun fair, who's like, oh, I'll read your cards for you. But the ones that they were using. Yeah, yeah. The ones that were doing specific things like this guy's eating a donut peach in room 415 of the Harriet Hotel. And they'd be like, fucking hell. We'll go and knock on the door and see, and it'd be right. It'd be like one out of three people that they told him to spy on psychically, and he's got it spot on. It's a what bed he's sitting on, what colour socks he's got on. So they've been able to make that possible, and he said that's caused some form of tearing what they think is space-time. So how could that not mean that something from a different dimension? If that exists, 
then if they can tear it, then there's something on the other side of it. Inevitably, there's something on the other side of it. So why wouldn't something be able to be dragged through? And all of the stories of extra-dimensional entities, vampires, werewolves, I think, to a certain extent, but not so much, aliens, the fae, halflings, you have to believe in them. Freddy Krueger's a good example. Demons is a great example. For a demon to become real and powerful, you have to believe it's real. Sure. So all of these different myths and legends all bleed into the Monsork project of them creating a monster that right. came through the portal. But what if it came through because there was so much belief on this side tying it to this reality? Yeah. But don't you think Well, William, William, if, before if, we if, before we jump into that. Yeah. <laughs> which we I love to, by the way. Yeah. Um when you look at the time. Wow. The time which is 40 minutes and 45 seconds. And it's time <laughs> to talk uh, talk about our friends over at Magic Mind. Oh, yeah. I love talking about those guys. See, I've been having this problem lately. Fluoride, seed oils, carbohydrates, and sugary coffee, coffee drinks have been making me docile and subservient to my humanist technocratic overlords. And my zest for questioning established media narratives has been dashed by an afternoon slump caused by my overuse of socially acceptable stimulants. Yes, Scott. Creating new mind-bending content for our listeners each week is a tightrope act that we walk, and relying on unhealthy energy drinks to get myself prepared for it was not a long-term body-conscious solution for me. Well, William, our friends over at Magic Mind have just the solution. See, Magic Mind isn't a coffee or one of those mystery chemical concoctions that Kevin Brennan <laughs> drinks. It's a proprietary blend of all natural ingredients that are designed to give you a boost of energy that lasts all day with no crash. So true, bro. And Magic Mind contains ingredients like cordyceps mushrooms, which have been proven by guests of the Joe Rogan experience to reduce inflammation and strengthen your immune system and probably make you good at Krav Maga. Good. And it also contains ashwagandha, which sounds mystical and mysterious, and according to several internet-based in researchers, has been used since 6,000 years before Christ. Well, so right. if anything, uh, if any of this sounds attractive to you, dear listener, you can get it at magicmind.com slash homos with code HOMOS20. You can also get 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase. That's almost 20 for 56% off. And it also works if you're already a subscriber and you save on your next subs subscription payment. And boys, this is one of the few companies with a 100% money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Our whole deal with them in the first place was contingent on us actually liking the product. So you can trust that these guys are very accommodating when it comes to refunds in the unlikely chance that you don't love Magic Mind. So that's magicmind.com slash homos with discount code HOMOS20 for up to 56% off our subscription. I'd get the 30-pack if I were you. It's the best value. Magicmind.com slash homos. Okay, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> how much of that read was them and how much of it was you? It was all me. Okay. <laughs> they've relaxed. With, I was going to say, they fucking, if they've given you that, that's mental. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because 
they've relaxed though. That's a relaxant that where they've gone with that. Yeah. That was I didn't get told I can say whatever I want. Uh, well, like, I may have sprung it, it on them, but they seem say. to like it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. That's good. That. <laughs> Um, maybe they maybe they watched your show first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so shouts out to Magic Mind. Um, and uh, yeah, where were we though with the uh, the monsters and stuff? Oh yeah. So okay, but this is the, my issue with that, and I agree. Yeah, it belief, sounds yeah. very good, by the way, but I feel like it's a little unfalsifiable. Also, the, <laughs> the problem with that is that if if that really is the problem, is that people believing in this stuff too much i mean the right people believing in it too much yeah the ones i agree that with been that. trained to be psychic but surely by coming out and blowing the whistle bielik is making it worse but we're not psychic right yeah so it won't make a difference they're just chuds. but i'm sure people yeah, yeah. Well, i'm yeah, sure yeah. there are people with latent psychic <laughs> latent psychic ability who did find out about it, wouldn't that also have a, a positive or a, 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 a negative impact okay. on them? So so then what if then that's the reason why they introduced Father Christmas? So that everybody believes in Father Christmas to a certain point. William's and then they're kids told, don't. No, he doesn't. And then they're like, no, he doesn't exist. So that yeah. then the psychic people believe he doesn't exist to keep him at bay. Okay. I, I can't even follow that. I've, the thing is, Jack, I don't, I, far from being psychic, I don't even have an imagination. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like a meat robot. I, I just like go along without Fair really enough. giving anything See, any thought. I basically live in my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm well, sometimes I, I, not very well, boys. <laughs> but that meat robot I will say let me give you a compliment here William that meat robot mentality has yeah. made you a very effective conspiracy analyst I, I, yeah because you don't I, you don't let it go into the area of imagination you simply yeah. analyze relationships between characters and players and uh, and events yeah <laughs> and it all leads back to <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's. It's very funny because it's like. Uh, it's like talking about like the. It is fun to talk about like the um, the like the aliens and like and like vampires and werewolves and shit. Yeah, yeah. esoteric stuff. Yeah, I right. like it, and I like the people who like it. I like the people who believe it. Yeah, no, it yeah, definitely it's, fun, a, it? it's it's yeah. it's it gives me hope, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I will say this is that um, there's definitely something, and I've said this. I don't know if I said this on the show recently or not, but um, there's something to this like whole. Basically, maybe I related this in the show already, but the other day I said something about um, to about like the devil or something to my wife or something, and she said like. Yeah, but you don't really believe in like the devil per se. And yeah. I go, I go. Eh. <laughs> I mean, like some See, really, really there, rich though, and powerful people do believe in the devil and they worship him. Oh, no, they, they, well, they, they do and they don't. They believe in a devil. So when you look into the devil, the devil is what we deem as that one bad guy with horns that doesn't exist and has never existed. So there's legions of devils, there's legions of demons, and then there's like kings of the devils and the seven kings of hell. 
Um, some of them are devils, but they're not all devils. This sounds Even very pagan. The one, so the one you're <laughs> talking about there, that the celebrities and the rich people believe, and that's supposed to be Moloch. Uh-huh. And that's and even and if you could go Baal as well, who's kind of the same guy. Yeah, at some we're pretty. If you read about it, but it's not. They're not the. They're not the devil. The devil, like as in what you would like Christians would be like as Lucifer. Even he's not supposed to be like the big boy. Yeah, he's, it's like a Prometheus he, character, I suppose. Where he like gives yeah, gives yeah, like uh, yeah yeah. But um, yeah, I I I I I'm I'm hip on all that stuff, and yeah, you're right. It is sort of like a. Like uh, when they're when they're and also the other thing is like like the whole there are on some level also just like edgy atheists, too, where they're like, oh, I'm going to do the naughtiest thing and be in like, I like the devil. That'll be the most yeah. transgressive thing. <laughs> well, do you think it's weird, though, that say if you do have like um, like Christians and that they've got one annoying. God, <laughs> they got one God, right? And yes. then, but they, they do have, if you look into Christian beliefs, Catholicism and that, they then believe in. Right, that's what I was saying. It's, it's, it starts to get a little pagan at some point when you start getting into all that mythology yeah. stuff. Yes. It's um, not just, it just seems I mean, odd. I've always thought that's odd where then they're like, oh, but these other religions believe in 15 gods, but we don't. We have one god and 15 devils, but they've got 16 gods. But it I mean, just it, seems. It, it, with Christianity in Europe is overlaid upon millennia of yeah. pagan worship. Yeah. I don't and think I, I think it's it's that the way that Europeans were able to um sort of assimilate into the Christian tradition was by them uh going you know sort of the christian tradition sort of adopted all of these earlier things which was like an easier sell to yeah. Europeans to want to get involved in it because it's like, oh, all of our you know ancestral traditions are subsumed by this. Why wouldn't I get involved? And it also, my soul is saved. So as opposed to so, paganism, which there has no, there has, they have no, there is no aspect of that in paganism. In fact, um, if you really trace it back all the way, they actually have like in the Caesar commentaries on like the on the uh what the european northern european pagans were they were all into like uh reincarnation and shit and to the point where i'm pretty sure they have a common religious theological ancestor to the indians like it's the same because the aryans went and conquered down all the way in in india and they probably brought that reincarnation theology all the way with them to india and they still practice it Right. Well, do you not think that Al Baylik is proof then that that's the right religion? Because he sort of reincarnated, didn't he? Well, mm. it's debatable. On the, I mean, sort of, what's that uh, the philosopher dude whose lectures we read? I'm blanking on his name. Carlyle. Uh, yeah, Thomas Carlyle. Thomas Carlyle, Scottish he, guy. He kind of goes into detail about how. The, the pagans and basically he his claim is that everybody worships the same god and they always have done that there is only one god but they're just the uh, the pagan understanding of it was different right um 
Yeah, he I, really I, paved the way for Carl Jung too, Carlisle. Yeah. By being like, oh yeah, there's different things that we're all have common symbols that we all hearken to in all of our different cultural. You know, it, 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 it's really worth just little it. socialist breadcrumbs. Pretty much, well, yeah. I, he's like, uh, it's it's well worth listening. It's called. Uh, um, hero on heroes, men. hero worship, and the heroic. Yeah, is the name of the like is the name great of the, men in history. It's great men in history, heroes, hero worship, and the heroic, isn't it? And it's like he's got I think a dozen different heroes that he examines throughout the ages, and that's really well worth checking out. Yeah, because it kind of it changed the way I thought. He changed the way a lot of people. That that guy is like the like Nietzsche read him and was like, whoa. And shit like that. Like Martin Schopenhauer and shit like that. Where they were like, wow, this guy's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is and like it's all kind of stuff that after you've heard his take on things, it it seems kind of self evident that it's true. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas it almost seems stupid. Yeah, that's how you know it's good propaganda, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If it is propaganda, then it's fucking mint. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true. I mean, it's like it's like the high watermark of classical liberal thought, isn't it? And everything's been Hello. shit since then. Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, so well, Al Bailey. I think have we covered him? <laughs> I would like to say that we did, but I feel like there's other things we're missing. What, we, what um, are we missing, Jack? What are we missing? Well, we should just uh, say, uh, well, what we're well, gonna... going into socialism. We took, sorry, Scott, we we touched yeah, on ahead. socialism a bit there. Yeah. But he says in the in the year 2750, there's no money, and it's all done on some form of social credit. Right. And there's no need for money then. He, I mean, I Star he Trek was already out. <laughs> <laughs> But was it? Yeah, I guess it was, wasn't it? Because this is in the when did he when did he start touring this? The eighties. When, when did the movie 80s. come out? Eighty three. The, the movie came out in eighty three, mm-hmm. and then it took him six months to remember everything. Yeah, I'm not sure then if he wrote the book after that six months during that six months or yeah, you ever like watch a movie? Could only be trauma afterwards. You ever like watch a movie and then like and then over the next course of the six months you completely lose your mind and think you were part of the movie? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched Neon Genesis Evangelion? That yeah, happened with me, I have. You know? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that that changed the whole way I saw the world, mate. In the same yeah. way, it's Williams talking about how books do that for him, cartoons <laughs> do it to me, but on very different levels of intelligence, isn't it? I don't know about that. I'm a pretty thick fucking asshole. I just don't like watching telly. But like, oh, I forgot. What, I, I keep just forgetting what the fuck I'm going to say this week. It's mind bending. It's mind bending. The entire is, yeah. thing is like completely. It's it's <laughs> it's intentionally difficult to wrap your head around. So then I think the reason he did this was because then he can be like. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. You got that completely wrong. It was actually, yeah. and then goes into the whole another looping, yeah. another whole looping wing of his story or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's oh, yeah. called a sequel, Scott. Good point. You're yeah. right. There's, yeah. there's second and third and fourth and fifth books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, on the thing I listened to, there was a guy in the room. I, I don't know who it was that actually said this. 
yeah, when they were talking about the movie, the Philadelphia Experiment, yep. this get this guy chirps in, who wasn't Al Bailey, who says, uh, "Did you know that 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 movie was made by Thorn EMI in the UK, right?" And Thorn EMI was somehow, I forget how he said it, but Thorn EMI was somehow started by Alistair Crowley. Cool. Is that I mean, true? Not, who knows? The, it, was, it, was, it was the people... <laughs> <laughs> the people who started the way he shook it, his head as he said it, but that's a good minute. The, the people who uh, started it were close associates of Crowley. Uh, oh, but everyone likes to say they were close associates of Crowley. People that yeah. met him once were like, "Yeah, yeah. he's my best friend. He was best man at my wedding." So, so this guy's fucking take was Crowley made the had Thorny and I make the film. Using time travel because he was already dead by that time. Right, right. Yeah. He had Thorny AMI make the film in order that Al Bielik would watch it and get his memories back. I mean, that well, fucking rules, dude. I mean, what if, though, right? What if when you do go back in time to give a message through yeah. these rifts, what if your, your corporeal form, if you like, doesn't look right? And it's kind of blurred or featureless, and it's just the basics so people can understand. Oh, this is a person, and yeah. we see them as greys. And in the 1800s, they saw it as the fae and that changelings and things like that. Whereas Alistair Crowley managed to make one of these portals appear, didn't he, in the desert? Did he? Yeah, that's what he yeah, says. He got yeah. Messages. Yeah. yeah, he made one of these portals appear and got loads of messages. Yeah. He spent something like. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but I think it was 16 hours or 14 hours just bumming his, this, basically this guy that he dragged around the world and bummed right. him in various locations to try and <laughs> make portals appear so he could speak to aliens. So he bummed a guy in the desert. Yeah, well, sex magic. Back, yeah. Went back to Thorny MI's headquarters, said, excuse me, sorry to interrupt your meeting with John I just have to have sex with a guy for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to Sorry to interrupt your meeting with John Lydon. <laughs> I command you. By yeah, I've just tortured this man in magic it. with a K <laughs> to make the film The Philadelphia Experiment and release it in America, even though the American government tells you not to. <laughs> but what if what if that was Al Bailey on one of his missions for the Montauk projects coming back in time to tell him, look, you're the only guy who's opening these portals at this time. I'm not supposed to be here. I was actually supposed to go to 100,000 BC to give a message to some form of Neanderthal man. But yeah. here I am speaking to you. I yeah. won't be a minute. I was actually name, supposed to go to Joe Pablo. Rogan's house so I could tell him <laughs> yeah, about yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, speak to him in his tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Bailey used to do all the TV shows, talk shows and shit, didn't he? He would have been on Joe Rogan, yes. He would have been on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, Joe he Rogan would have, Joe would have had him on all the time. Yeah, yeah. and he would be uh, he'd be available all the time, by the way. And he's <laughs> still just still just asking whether he ever tried DMC or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, as a matter of fact, I have. It was unremarkable. Yeah. yeah. What do you <laughs> What do you think about the carnivore diet, Al? <laughs> In the future, everyone eats the paleo diet. Yeah. <laughs> Paleo's great, isn't it, Al? Have you tried DMT? 
It's a great um, show. Check that, out. The other thing about um, the movie reminded me that um, of uh, the the thing about the fact that Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, he was like yeah. really teetering on the edge of like a breakdown. And uh, he went to go see a movie. And in the end, opening credits of it, it said music by Phil Spector. And he yeah. started to have a fucking full blown panic attack and said and ran out of the theater saying the Jews are trying to kill me. <laughs> and um they threw him they threw him they they hospitalized him after that yeah um and yeah it led to him eventually um losing uh like his power of attorney and his psychiatrist was his power had power of attorney over him and forced him to do a bunch of really bad albums that he played yeah. songs that the the psychiatrist had written Wow. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible what happened to this fucking guy, dude. <laughs> but so how does this relate to Al Balik though? Is and, well, uh, did he go back in time? Did maybe he about. maybe he was actually um fucking maybe with him. Maybe he was Crowley. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. He just didn't like tell he didn't want to tell people that. Oh, who wants 80s? to cop to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, AIDS was becoming rife, wasn't it? So he wouldn't want to be like, oh, I used to do sex magic in the desert. With I used to fuck guys to open portals. Yeah. <laughs> I opened up one portal to, to get another. Yeah. <laughs> Just dragging them through like some fucked up monster sink. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the wait, we should talk about the monster, though, before we get out of here. The Montauk monster. So it supposedly, I think it was like a, a pig's trotter, a day, two day hooves. And like half a shark's tail or something like that. What they it? call it junior. You get a picture of it. Google it and get the picture. Yeah, of it. I will pull it up. Yeah. Right. Do you want me to explain to Jack why? Well, I, well, I have to say this: the Montauk monster. No, um, the Montauk monster was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to know that. It. Uh, well, they, on, apparently, it was a. You could you could get a picture or video of it, but you can't see it with human eyes. Yeah. Oh, like seeing that. Sorry, it was. Um, Two months ago, in the 14 times, there was a photograph that someone had took, and they were the person who took it was adamant that there was nine foot creatures within the photograph, and one of them was crouching and the other one was standing there, and he filmed them and took pictures of them and everything, and the other person with him collated it as well as yeah. yeah, and then he sent the pictures in, and on the pictures you couldn't see them. Wow. How how would something like that happen? <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. Well, you're going to love this story. I, we have a few running gags on this show. One of them is my bit on libertarian ethics of beekeeping. Right? right. And I'll just quickly run it down for you. Libertar yeah, you're going to have to because I can't even guess. My, my neighbour keeps bees, right? And all summer long, these bees are trespassing in my garden, eating all the juice out of my weed flowers. Not weed, the hey, yeah, man, but, you know, weeds. Dandelions yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Grass uh, and shit. Yeah. Just got one of them gardens, them nitrogen-rich gardens. Yeah. Uh, and the, they then take whatever they suck out of there back to the hive, make it into honey, and my neighbour sells it. Right? right. So Basically, he's trained points. these animals to steal my shit. That's my flower juice that I require for my own purposes, or I may require for my own purposes at some point in the future. 
and it's just being taken without my permission. Therefore, beekeeping ought to be outlawed because they're little thieves. Here's the monster, like, by the way. Anyway, that. No, oh, you can see better artist rendition. Look up the artist oh, renditions right, yeah. of them. You'll get a better oh, idea. Yeah. You get a better view with the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, last, just this week, earlier this week, uh, IRL person that I know who's familiar with this philosophy of mine about right, bees right. sent me a screenshot of some mid female YouTuber with millions of subscribers commenting on an email about this very same fucking grievance that I invented, right? And so I'm like, fuck this bitch. This is time for Radio Wars. I'm not, I'm not, I hate that when people nick my bits like that. I don't, yeah. without attribution. With, well, for good reason. Yeah. So I, I went and found out and it turns out She'd released that video before I thought of it. Right? Now, I know I thought of it. I know I've, I've never heard of her before, right? I know for a fact that I created that idea. And yet she's gone to the trouble of using time travel to go forward in time, watch my video, and steal that joke, and then use it on her show. In Only a few weeks, too. Few forward, yeah. forward in time, by the way. Yeah. Do you not think that there's secret little messages in TV, though, to make people come to these sort of books and film, radio, whatever, even yeah. on signs on stuff like that, or even, you know, noises that we can't quite audibly hear? Yeah, like our they brain live. takes it in. Yeah, yeah, basically. Do you not think that's a real thing? So, everybody, there'll be like, you know, one in every 300 people had that thought about bees that month. Yeah, because they're just testing out different things. Maybe one in every six million, I think. Yeah, yeah. At the most. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little high. Yeah, they wouldn't high food. I did find the. I, I don't know, William. I got to be honest. When I heard that that take about the bees, yeah. I yeah. gave you a genuine reaction, which was. Are you fucking serious? And it was very original. I yeah. definitely had not. It was an original. It was very outside the box. I had never thought to think that way before. But then yeah. you sh bring me this because you you showed me this video of yeah. this woman saying, oh, she must have seen us saying it online. And I said, yeah. must be. Yeah. There was not even a thought for a moment that she, it could yeah, be. It so could be. Time travel must be real. It must be. Because I'd never thought of it. I, as soon as I thought of it, it came. Because I don't like. I sometimes the wooden spoon one I had come up with before, but like everything else that I say on this show, it just comes straight off the dome. I don't like think up. Yeah, I do a lot of research for the topics and whatnot, but I don't think up. Oh, I can say this funny joke. Right. Yes. What if there's? Or, a, what if that's what the internet is though? What if the internet does facilitate time travel? Yeah. And that's just their way of doing it. They're, they're like, we can't send people, but we can send ideas back in time. Well, yeah, and that's why they've encouraged us to upload so much constantly so that people back in time can actually find these certain, in Great certain ways point. or whatever. It could be the NSA, because they say the NSA can rewind the internet and uh, every keystroke, every character, that's, uh, every bit of information that's ever been transmitted over the internet, they can go back in time in their systems and find it so maybe she's just a fed and 
you know, that's what we know. We know they could go back in time. But what what if the NSA can actually wind fast forward the internet? Yeah. Uh, and pick out the cream of the comedy and take it back and sell it to these fucking useless YouTubers. Again, but, only only a few weeks. Yeah. Between well, maybe the videos. Then. Maybe what happened was someone at the NSA was listening to your show whilst they were working and the floor manager was coming over and they were like, oh, shit. And they went to press like tab and shift to change the the screen, but accidentally changed the release date of the video. Yeah, (laughs) could have been. been. Maybe. That's the best one so far. Maybe she just got wind on the grapevine that I was fuming about this and she just like somehow was able to. I got to beat him to it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good if she's your next door neighbour and she just lives when you're recording with a glass on the wall, and she's <laughs> like, and when you're whinging about these bees, buy loads of cats to me. Go to some farms and buy some cats, and just keep buying cats. And when they get to like 13 weeks old, yeah. just let them out into the back garden. They'll bring them back in the house again. Just keep letting them out, yeah. and they'll all shit and piss in a garden. They'll piss that much. I've they'll poison the plants. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm friends with this. The, the beef is squashed now. It, it, it's, it, it, she does share. She does give up the honey. Yeah, she gave me. She a puts of out. Honey. Yeah, she oh, gave me. Well. This was after the after I was complaining about it. it somehow it went out into the ether. Yeah, and she met yeah. me. She met me in Morrison's. Of all places, she just, she just nicked it. She'd nicked it off the shelf while she's been printing out stickers no, 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 for no. jars she, of honey. Takes them off the shelf and puts her own on it, and then hands them to people, so the neighbours, <laughs> just to watch him shoplift a six-pound yeah, jar of honey out the door. Awesome honey, like I've never tasted before. But it's like he, she, bumped into me in Morrison's, apropos of nothing. Asked me for a favour. I did her the favour, a small favour, and then the next day you she came speak and about knocked, yourself like that. She came and knocked on the door and handed me a jar of honey. Huh? So it's like you put the thing is if you. Uh, I think that maybe we're like married to the universe or something. Because you know, they say in relationships, I wouldn't know about this. I'm not good at this. You have to uh, at least say what your needs are to give the other person a chance to meet. So maybe I was just letting the universe know what my needs were. Right. And the universe saw to it that my needs were answered. I just needed something. Just one jar of honey. That'll, that'll last her forever. That you, you'd grown, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the irony being that, like, you're you have the shittiest yard in the entire fucking neighborhood. <laughs> you have no right to be fucking complaining about any sort of behavior of any of your neighbors. He, he specifically said the weeds as well, yeah. not like plants he's bought or anything like that. Just dandelions. Bees fucking love dandelions, dude. They sure do. They sure fucking do. They've got their own Facebook channel called IFL Dandelions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, here, so let's look at the, the artist rendition, which you can see better. Is it the one where it's lying on the beach? Yes, it is. Is it sunbathing? Here we go. There you go. Oh, that's a much better picture. It looks like a it? raccoon. No, the one underneath the raccoon oh, is the one that this I've is seen. It. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that's one of the more popular images of it. Yeah. It looks... I mean, it's a monster, isn't it? Yeah. Case closed. 
Why oh, is it lying like a, down? A, is that after they killed it? It's EP. Oh no, they I killed can't it. How they they killed, killed it. it. No, they killed it by going into hyperspace and smashing up all the equipment on oh, the. Oh right, yes, S- yeah, yeah. On the USS Eldritch, yeah. And again, that ties in with Eldritch because Eldritch yeah. monsters and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, it's wild. It's it all ties together in a nice little bow. That's why it's so easy to believe because that's what reality's like, isn't it? Everything just gets so thoroughly yep. explained in Always, real life. Always, yep. Nice, neat bow. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is wrapped up in such a such an elaborate bow that I can't even figure out how to untie it. Yeah, he's left his finger on the middle bit as he was doing the rabbit ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he carries it everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. When you get the present, you're gonna get a uh, a present giver as well. Yeah, you get a Baylick, one free Baylick for yeah. every gift. <laughs> be fucking mint, just having him in the corner of the room. So anyway, be a good ghost to be haunted by. Yeah, entertaining. You got a lot to say. Yeah, there's all these time loops and stuff though. Like the the body that Al Al Baylick was in when he was talking about all this stuff is now dead, I presume. Ed Cameron. It, well, he, I, yeah, I, I believe the yeah, real Ed Cameron disappeared. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Al, Al Bailey is dead. But it, it, something could still happen in those loops that were in in the right. Past. Ed Cameron could just Ed, hop out of anywhere at, at this <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just being like, I've got this. All he's just like, I just really remember Great being Scott. up to nine months old. Al, <laughs> we've got to go. It's your kids. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, hopefully I'm still fingers crossed that next time I go in the pub, Al Bailey or Ed Cameron is going to be in there. Yeah, he's going to be telling me a tall story, and I'm going to fucking love it. What if you know, like people in hospitals that have become like damaged and that, and they've become vegetables or whatever the right term is for it. Yeah. What if they're from soul transferences, though, where they put them into babies and they're like, well, we need to put these spare ones into something because everyone's going to notice if the ex-president just suddenly becomes a baby. mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah literal baby just crying and trying to suckle on women. <laughs> yeah. so well, like, well, I we, don't know. The president we, now <laughs> does try to well, cry and try to suckle trying, on women. Well, it, might, it might be a little tester. Yeah. yeah, a little tester with Biden, and they're like, "No, people still aren't buying this, so yeah. we need to put we need to put the next one in a in a just in an old person and let them, you know, yeah. dement." Right, right. Well, I right. can tell you, I I once had this head. In, I've told this on the show before, but for your benefit, Jack, I once okay. had a, quite a serious head injury, and I was in Louth General Infirmary in Lincolnshire for several days. I don't know how long because my head was so rattled that I didn't really know. But my first sort of memory, or one of my first memories of it, was the first night I was in there. I was in, I was in this. What most most people in Louth General Infirmary in 1996 were el- the elderly, right? And, I thought he was going to say the LBGT then. Yeah, no, not not back <laughs> then, dude. And, and uh, I made friends with this. I kind of came to, to some extent, in the middle of the night. And I started talking to this guy who was in the bed opposite me on the ward, right? And he was an old dude, and he'd been the head gardener at Twing Hall, which is a big stately home in East Yorkshire. And uh, he was telling me all about his life and his kids and his wife and his grandkids and all that shit and what he used to do when he was at work and all that. And we made friends. And the nurses had to wheel my bed and go over and put it 
next to his bed so that we talk to each other more quietly, right? Because <laughs> it, it was the middle of the night. And then I eventually fell asleep. I woke up in the next morning and thought, oh, I'll, I like this guy. I'll, I'll, start, I'll engage him in conversation. He was totally fucking cabbage, dude. All you could do is go, like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but the night before, I think. <laughs> I love the idea, though, that the night before you were also going, "Ah, ah," and the nurses were like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Shove them next to each other, and we'll pull a few curtains and put rags over their heads to muffle them. Uh, My my (laughs) bastard of a brother rang up the... News got back to him when I was in hospital. And uh, once I'd come out of it a bit more, and I said, oh, yeah, your brother rang up to ask if you were all right. We said that you were rambling and shouting your head off and not making any sense. And your brother said, that's perfectly normal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad he's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So so he wasn't, he didn't work at the, at the, oh wait, I guess a retarded guy can work. A retarded guy is a pretty good groundskeeper. The way I interpret it is that, that, these, this is why it's so sad when you see someone who's in that state, right? It's because you can the the real. Person oh, I see what you're saying. At nighttime, not, he was a totally cogent. No, no, I don't think yeah, he was. He was a mugwai, is what no. you're saying. Yeah, He's like the, you found him after midnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you were spitting on him across the That's room not as you my were talking. Take on it at all. I, this is my take on it: is that there are different planes of consciousness, and I just, mine just yeah, crossed yeah. over. I crossed streams with him, and I I really believe that we did have a conversation. And I did connect with this dude, but then by the time I woke up again, I I ascended in yeah my level of what consciousness or whatever was more normal, and his was still the same as as where it was. And so he was probably felt a lot worse about it than me because he's thinking, oh, this guy. I can talk this to guy this guy. gets it. Yeah. This guy gets it. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, oh, imagine, imagine, right? If you was almost hearing what he was saying. So, yeah. so you're just kind of getting it slightly off and you're just yeah. really irritating him. And he wasn't, he was never like the head gardener, but he was like the queen's guard or yeah. something like that. And you're just right. getting the odd word, but not quite right. And he's yeah. getting more and more irate. And that would explain why he was getting louder and louder. And the nurses were like, oh, come on, just... You're riling up the retard. <laughs> stop, yeah, yeah, stop telling him he was a gardener, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that that's my take on it, is that they are yeah, still there. Enough. It's just that we yeah. can't understand, you know, they, they can't communicate with us. But That's why they get this, frustrated. This might sound awful. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this might sound awful, but when you deal with people who have let's say LD, you know, you can, oh, after LD. a while of LD be like learning difficulties oh, right. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they might not speak of effectively, if you like, but after yeah. a while of interact with uh, interacting with them, you know exactly what they're on about. Yeah. And then another person could be listening in and it sound it could sound like you're yeah, being Yeah, listen, me and William, it took a few for. episodes, but I started to get, we had some rhythm after about four or five, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> This Imagine if me- this is all just still in Will's head, though. Yeah, yeah, he's actually still at the hospital back he's, in Lincolnshire. Yeah, he's still at the hospital yeah. telling <laughs> this story I, about I this gardener. To the gardener. Because I'm definitely not the same. I'm not the same as I was before that happened to me. I, like, well, it took me a long, bro, yeah. Yeah. 
took me a long time to get over it. I don't think I ever really did. So, yeah, I, I often think, yeah, what if I'm still there? Well, anyway, this brings talking about LDs. This brings me on to we have a. It's you not definitely like, are still there, and you need to wake up, William. We just want yeah. you to open your eyes. Yeah. yeah. You seem really, you seem really Wait, like you're, cogent you're right like now. <laughs> so, we have a listener who was asking if any of us old folks in the Telegram chat, t.me slash History Homos chat, have. That can remember the Joey Deacon craze from the seventies and eighties, which was basically the TV show Blue Peter introduced this guy who was what was in those days technically known as a spastic. On uh, he was called Joey Deacon, and he did you know spastic, spasticated things, uh, and they were thought we're going to use this to like brainwash the kids into, into not thinking it's funny anymore, right? And it was a massive backfire. It became, throughout my entire school career, basically, if anybody, if you wanted to take the piss out of anybody, the go-to was just to go, <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> and Joey Deacon. But I was just saying that we, that actual, doing that, became a way of calling people gay which is just schoolboy logic that and you've got a, you've got any kind jumping of from jumping yeah. from one gay sinking ship to the next so we yeah. we can't say that anymore but we can still say this yeah so if you're saying you're a spastic you go like that. but if you're saying you're gay you go Meh. and you just get that one extra motion in the wrist yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, this is the uh, universal uh, hand sign for gay, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Man, and it's funny. People in America think that British humor is highbrow. (laughs) It's definitely not. Nobody in England likes Monty Python. Yeah, I don't consider it very highbrow. It's got a lot of, like, saying Willy as the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it ought to be. They went to university. Yeah, you're right. Nah, they have nah, their right have to be high, bro. <laughs> I think you've got to be quite clever, though, to make the right sort of lowbrow stuff. For sure. To, yeah. to know everything that you shouldn't say. Yeah, it's like Les Dawson playing the piano, isn't it? What, with every single key rung? Yeah, it's, no, it's not everything. You've got to be really good at it to play it wrong just right. Yeah. Was that, that was the meme at the time. Oh, Les Dawson must be fucking rule at playing the piano. Mm. Get us a video. Of Les, uh, we've we've shown him on the show before, but well, yeah, yeah, we can we <laughs> yeah. we can finish up like that. <laughs> it's a good. Need a we do have a soundboard. I just haven't hit it. it just yet, doesn't though. have Les Dawson on it for some <laughs> strange reason. It's been an oversight. <laughs> well, I'll bring it up at the production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. We'll play it out like this. There ain't even any Dick Emery on there, Jack. Hey, Dick Emery? There's no Dick Emery on it. I don't know. Go on. Don't you know who that is? No. You're too young, aren't you? Probably. I don't know. And that's why it's called Unforgettable. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just a funny-looking guy, isn't he? Solid comedy. (laughs) I've forgotten it. 
<laughs> Please forgive me if I appear down in the mouth this evening, but I've just had some bad news. I... Tomorrow it's the mother-in-law's funeral. <laughs> and she's cancelled it. <laughs> Actually, despite the things I say about that... I don't think he's even going to play. Look, we just got a couple jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of mother-in-law content. Yes, that is solid yeah. comedy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small sings. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I can tell you right now. I was watching him. He's playing the yeah. song with one finger wrong. That's it. Yeah. He's playing a regular song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Solid cut. It's a solid bit though. Solid bit. It, on, on, I won't yeah. I won't uh, rob him of that for sure. Especially I mean, also it, that if unforgettable. I've forgotten it. That's pretty good. That's yeah. that's classic comedy right there. I like I like the way that he's kind of shitting on musical comedians while being a musical comedian. It's meta, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Also, him pointing at the pointing at the audience, being like, yeah. "See, I played the right <laughs> note." <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> well, those guys were entertainers. They had to, you know, they had to work for years in working men's clubs, having fucking having to shut the fuck up when they're calling the bingo, and they had to really be. But they probably had to audience. call the bingo as well, yeah. didn't they, yeah, to yeah, keep yeah, the yeah. job? Yeah. By the way, so the top to, comment on here, yeah. I am a te teacher of music for over 30 years experience. It is almost impossible for me to go out of tune like that on purpose. You automatically <laughs> want to play the right notes. Such an yeah. extremely talented man was less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I, we've gone from Al Bielik to Les Dawson. There you go. Tour de force. Yeah, pretty. Both silly Absolute guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be like silly. No, he's not. Well, he, there's no way. Well, so no, I'm pushing back stuff. on that. I'm pushing back yeah. on that. You can't have a whole career based around aliens and fucking science fiction. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. I wanted to ask Jack. Sure. Do, Go on. Doesn't the fact that the US, United States federal government is pushing aliens so hard now make you doubt it? At all. Mm. all it makes me doubt is that they're a physical thing right I've, okay. I've thought for for about 10 years now i've thought that aliens from other planets probably don't exist and that they're from a different dimension or they right. just exist around us my, my, my the only thing i really that genuinely 100 percent believe can't find any proof for anywhere but still believe it yeah. because it's one of them random thoughts i had one day the when Holocaust? i was smoking yeah. And it stayed with me. Nah. Like the, the, imagine like our universe is a sheet of paper right. and then in a pack of paper and then each universe is a different sheet and occasionally water leaks through. And right. that's where the story of the reptilian creatures, vampires, werewolves, because something, some yeah. interdimensional liquids bleeding the things together and everything drips through occasionally. Yeah, like uh, God... It's actually Donald 
P. Belisario and he's put his coffee cup down on top of the stack of paper and the, the pit that was on his lip dribbles down the side and soaks into the top layer of paper. And breeds life into it all. Yeah, could be that. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I that's what I believe. So I don't think there's <laughs> different things on different planets and that. Yeah. I, I I don't think that's really. I don't think there's someone coming here being like, "Hey, up, yeah. fucking yeah, my name's fucking John. I'm here from you know Sirius." Yeah. Yeah, gonna, I'll tell you. I'll say you this. Over now with a, a bioelectronical entity called uh, the Grey, and we're going to replace you all. I don't yeah. really think that's possible as such. But we've always had the same stories as well. The stories of, again, I keep saying it, but the stories of the greys and the fae, they're all the same. We're just with a different face on it. Same as religion, right. which makes me think none of it's real. But I do think that there's things around us that use us and use the world that we just can't see and interact with. So you're finishing up with a very Carlisle take. Yeah. Carlisleian take on it, on the whole thing. Yeah. Carl Jungian yeah. even. Yeah. I wish I knew, yeah. but I don't have a clue. That's all right. You don't need to know. Yeah, you pretty much <laughs> described it. Um, yeah. What's it called? Anyway, you, so... Uh, you don't need to read it. You've thought of it yourself. In fact, Thomas Carlyle went forward in time, watched this video, and stole his ideas from you. So true, dude. Yeah. We've cracked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? So, Jack, what do you want to promote to the peeps? Go and listen to World Around You's podcast if you want to listen to me talk to myself in a cupboard under the stairs about what I believe about aliens and the hidden messages in kids' films. Listen to Truth Seeking, which is another my other podcast. And if you want to buy spell- stuff made out of one, is that actually spelled T R O O F? Yeah, yeah, T R O O F. World Around You was in E W E like the sheet. And if you want to buy stuff made out of dead rats, mate, go to worldaroundyou.com. Yeah. That'll do for stuff to promote. I I can't imagine your listeners would be interested all that much in my OnlyFans, so we'll we'll leave that. No, uh, probably Mm. not. But they might be interested in uh, taxidermy rats, though. Yeah, I there think we they go. are going to be. I think you, you might get some sales from them. Yeah, like a, if you want to see, if you want to see a duck, a baby duck with a, a squidgeable ass, a squeezable ass, right? Yeah. Or if you want to see a, a duckling with tits, then you'll see that <laughs> on my website. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff on there. Yeah, um, I like I like the ones that are just like a duckling's leg with a with something stuck to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creative. Maybe little ornaments and. Ornaments, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah I liked you. the um, the deer leg uh, toilet brush. That was that cool. is the that is. Thank the, you. Absolutely. No one's bought that yet, mate. No, no that's still available. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd go, mate. <laughs> I thought I'd be one of them. I thought you yeah, were keeping yeah. that. No, nah, no. Nah, I keep the uh, one of the pencil cases, a couple of the bum and a ball snowmen, and the uh, the fox glove puppet. They're mine. <laughs> yeah, the fox. <laughs> you couldn't do your show without the fox glove puppet, could you? No, well, I, I, it's very useful for TikTok yeah. videos and that catches yeah. people's attention <laughs> and hand in a dead fox's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, yep. Very and good Instagram Thank you again. Well. Oh, yeah. Great Instagram follow, the world around you. Um, yeah, all the socials are world around you. Yeah. Righteous. And for us, www.historyalmost.com or find us wherever you find podcasts. Also, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble and Rockfin, that's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash history homos. 
get this episode. You get uh, also, by the way, Jack was on an earlier episode of our uh, bonus episode uh, about a month ago or so. Uh, it was a great fun time to hang out, and uh, you can go find that in our backlogs of our bonus episodes, which you can access for just a small fee monthly. Um, and also, you get access to a weekly, every Thursday bonus episode, new every week. And um, yeah, and if you don't want to get a subscription, you can just make a one-time donation if you're so inclined. Um, also, William mentioned it before, Telegram, t.me slash historyhomos, t.me slash chat. Follow us across social media, at historyhomospod, and die with dignity. William, you want to say anything? Please don't go into the comments of whoever that woman is whose YouTube channel I'm going to post on t.me slash chat and accuse her of time traveling to steal my jokes. Yeah, don't do that. That would be that very... would be so confusing for it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it later, homo. I want you to want me. I need you so badly. I can't think of anything but you. Walk past me, you don't even know that I exist